Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. November 10th, 2013. Yeah. And guess what? We're going to run this division now. Trevor Lawrence taking us to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. And we going to win it. Let's go, baby. Two more till I die. To be able to put ourselves in a position to play meaningful games in December and January. Trevor keeps it on his own be. read. Tries to get to the corner. Dies for the end zone. Touchdown. Duval. Oh, we in the hunt now, baby. Shotgun for Trevor Lawrence. It's a blitz. I mean, it is an all-out blitz. Trevor fires left side. That ball is going to be caught for the touchdown by Evan Ingram. Uh, heads up. Dewey. Again, man, stepping up and making some big plays. My offensive player of the game, every time he plays that way, is Frank Dropping Gore. the throw is Trevor. Scrambling to his right. Fires. That ball's caught by Evan Ingram. to the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown. I don't care if he's on our team or not. If that man, if you ran for mayor, sorry, Lenny, I'm voting for the hurricane. And Trevor, you got to admit, at the last play of the game, when that linebacker came and hit him, he caught right in his face. That's that's my quarterback. He got up there and he and they had to pull him away. Man, y'all get off of T. Law. He wasn't taking any crap from nobody. Bro, let me tell you something about them Jaguars today, son. We have not but one, but two, three, four turnovers. That boy Trev was eating like it was Thanksgiving, dog. We got a good team, man. We just need to keep winning, man. We going to the Super Bowl, and we going to win that. This boy got a hit. Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM presents Jaguars today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, David Garrard, and E to the T. All right, good morning, everybody. Happy Victory Monday. The roller coaster is back at the top again for the week as the Jags are riding high after a thirty six to twenty two victory over the Tennessee Titans. Where my music go, E? You killing the vibe like that? What are you doing to me in here, man? And I'll just be so hyped to hit. Are we going to the Super Bowl? Excited. Are we going to win that? Yes, I understand exactly where you're coming from. All right, uh, folks, excited. Tony Smith, good morning. Good morning. David, how are you? Hey, doing great. Victory Monday. It Mm -hmm. is Victory Monday. Victory Monday uh, after a road trip to Nashville. We haven't done that on this show ever. It's been a minute. We haven't ever done it on Jaguars today. They haven't <laughs> won one of these, yeah. wow. on the road against Tennessee since wow. we've been doing the show. This is like nine years, so congrats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I think they unlocked a little bit of a sleeping giant yesterday, and uh, we're obviously thrilled that the Jags can play relevant football for another week, and let's see where it goes with all that. Uh, we're thrilled just for the fact that the Jaguar fans, particularly the ones who made the trip, Got to be phenomenal to make that road trip into your opponent's stadium and come out with the victory and have Trevor Lawrence dapping up and high-fiving everybody after the game. Uh, it it was just an amazing scene yesterday. It sure was. I mean, just watching the game, my wife is like, I've not had too many uh, happy moments in that stadium. <laughs> so it goes back even further. Yes, we won a few times there, but still, a lot of the games – did not work out in our favor, and they were actually 
pretty terrible, most of them. You weren't part of that, you know, late 90s era. Do you hate no. the Titans like like guys like Freddie T do? Well, I was around when a lot of those, I call them older heads, were here. Uh-huh. And so you got to feel a little bit of that, especially when, you know, I was here at Tom Coughlin's last season and everything. So a lot of those guys were still here. And, they, man, they let you know that we do not like the Titans. And so it kind of bled over in, okay. know, to our group of guys. But, mm-hmm. you know, after that it just became – it wasn't quite the same as it was like in the late 90s. Well, and I think you hear Fred Taylor – getting for the pregame last week. You know, his comments that the Titans bring out the best of me as a player, worst of me as a fan. Yeah. And it was that kind of attitude from, as you say, the old heads, yep. right? For this Jaguars organization, how big this game potentially could be to at least give you a feeling like, okay, the last month still has meaning potentially for this football team and for the quarterback to not only play the way he did, but to be waving yeah. at Titans fans as he's coming on the field late, to point to the scoreboard wow. to Titans players when they're coming after him on the last play of the game, just like <laughs> look at the scoreboard. Yeah, look at the scoreboard for I think Jaguars fans to exercise all that on the same afternoon. I mean, it should be a celebration today. There should be more, hopefully, coming down the line, even in the last few weeks of the season. But man, it felt like a celebration. It yesterday. really did, and and that waving and that pointing just shows you that they even knew that history. I mean, he's only been here for two years, but he knows that we have not won any games in Nashville since 2013. So to exercise all those demons, even for the guys that, you know, were here in the past, he's basically saying, hey, this is a new team, new guy. So get ready for this. It's going to happen a lot more in the future. All righty, let's not save it for last today. 10, 10, 10, 10, take. Now the 10, 10 take with Mike Dempsey brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. You know, Tony, picking up on what you're talking about there, I could not help but feeling yesterday. Now, look, the Jags are still two games behind in the standings, right? The, the Titans are at the top and that's how the NFL is judged. It's not a poll that we think this team's better in the eyeball test. And yesterday, the eyeball test definitely in the Jaguars' favor. I mean, you look at that, you look at this division where the quarterback situations are. Houston is in disarray. Yeah. I don't know what Indy's going to do. Are they going to bring Matt Ryan back? And let's hope that they do, honestly, at this mm-hmm. point. What does Ryan Tannehill have left in the tank? Maybe he's a starter there next year. Maybe it's Malik Willis. We've got the best quarterback in the division, yep. right? And yesterday, even though you look up and the Titans are 7-6 and six and the Jags are 5-8, and eight, it felt like a changing of the guard. Now, I don't want to overplay that because you got to go out there and continue to back up that level of play. But what the Titans stupidly did at the end of that game, it wasn't bad enough that Trevor Lawrence dominated you on the field all day long, 368 passing yards, three touchdowns, ran for one, didn't throw an interception, dominated you, you had to go shove the center back into him as they're trying to kneel down with a two-score game. Look, if it's a three-point game, whatever. Try to make a crazy play that's never going to get made, but whatever. It's a two-touchdown game, and it was like you just saw a switch flip in Trevor Lawrence's persona, right? I'm sure he's got that in him, but he just carries himself as this calm, cool, collected guy. Been there, done that. Let's not get too high. Let's not get too low. But what you saw, Dave, was a competitor's instinct. Anybody who questions whether he's got dog in him yeah, or any yeah. of this stuff, I mean, he is in there chest to chest 
with Titan defenders. He's pointing at the scoreboard. He's taking a victory lap in your stadium. And what he's telling you, whether he's saying these exact words or not, is, I hope you enjoyed it. Your run is over. It's You're in first place now. You may win this division. But remember this is the day that Trevor Lawrence announced that we're coming for you and it's going to be ours. You know what? I, I hope that is true. But I, I look at it as he was standing up for his team and they're going to be doing the same as the season continues because we're going to play them again. And it's starting that rivalry all over again. Yeah. And that's great. And it might be between us and the Titans as far as who's going to, you know, kind of fight for the division each year. I hope it is because that is a rivalry that is budding and we want to bring it back, but we want to be on top of it each year. Well, in in the early days, obviously, for the Jags, it was find a way to beat the Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. That's That was your way to win the division. We got to find a way to beat the Steelers on a consistent basis. Right now, it's the Titans. Yeah. Right, you got to find a way to beat them, and they've been so miserably bad against that franchise. And we go back to '99 and the scars that the fan base carries from what happened early on, and talking to guys like Fred Taylor and Leon Searcy mm-hmm. and these guys, right? These guys that have carried these scars for that long that are looking around, going, "Where is your heart?" Right? <laughs> like, what are we doing with this Titans game twice a year that you guys aren't as into it as we want you to be? right, to feel it the way that we felt it, this has meaning. Yesterday felt like the rivalry has meaning again. Yeah. And I think for a lot of young fans that are looking around at the older Jaguars fans and have been for years, like, what's the big deal? Like, what's the big deal? I think they got their first feel of, oh, that's the big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And watching the older fans react to it the way that they are, and they are reacting, to that win against the Titans yesterday, and we'll see, Mike. I hope you're right. Like, it did feel like a changing of the guard. We said it going into the season, coming out of the year, you want to feel like the coach and quarterback combination that the Jacksonville Jaguars have is way better than the rest of the of the division. And yesterday was kind of planting a flag in that direction after a lot of reason to doubt that direction because of the ups and downs of the season. But yesterday felt like the planting of a flag firmly in that direction for the franchise. And again, the Jags can win out and they don't control whether or not they get to the postseason or not, right? Because that's the position they've left themselves in. But if this, in fact, look, even if you don't win all these remaining games, right, but you end on a high note, maybe you beat the Titans at home now in week 18 and you got to sweep over them heading into next year, I think, Dave, that's the game we'll look at. There have been some great performances, but to go into Nashville with this team, with this franchise, and do that, and announce it, and then kind of steal their soul at the end of the game. You know, it wasn't bad enough that the scoreboard was what it was. They had to just rub their nose in it a little bit, and I'm sure it felt good for every Jaguar fan, like you said, Tony, who've been uh, suffering at the hands of the Tennessee Titans for quite a while. Look, it doesn't – one game, if it's a standalone, doesn't change everything, right? You look at that Detroit game. Yeah. If that's not who you are, okay, (laughs) then it's a one-off. Continue to show that yesterday's team is who you are, and everyone's going to get on that bandwagon, and it's going to be a glorious time here on the First Coast. So, if you want to get in today, uh, the Chad and Sandy Real Estate question of the day, as it is every Monday, is just asking for your reaction to the Jacksonville Jaguars' latest performance. In this case, you may have heard a 36-22 to victory over the Tennessee Titans. Hit us up on 
Twitter, if you want, at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL, Fat Tony, at David Garrard 9, and at IME to the T. Come on, somebody. Or 641-1010 on the phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. will be wide open to you uh, celebrating Victory Monday after a road trip to Nashville. Is that allowed? Apparently, <laughs> it is. Whether it's allowed or not, that's what the Jags are doing for you this week. Winners now of three out of their last five. Do they have enough? To get into the postseason, I saw ESPN, as Mike DiRocco uh, said that, I think it was probably ESPN Stats and Info had him at a 15% mathematical chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Mm-hmm. 15% is better than we what we've had in a lot of recent years, I'll tell you that. And, it's uh, been zero at this point for a long time. You know what, and in seven days from now, could be. If a couple things go the right yeah. way, then you are in control of whether or not you make it to the postseason. So uh, let's enjoy this one for today, though. Happy Victory Monday, everybody. You're listening to Jaguars today. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, David Garrard, and E.T. on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Tannehill drops. Look. He's hit from behind and sacked by Trayvon Walker, and the ball came out. The ball came out. Let's see who jumped on top of it at the 20-yard line. And the Jags have it. Trayvon Walker sacked him and knocked it out of there. And Jacksonville recovers at the 20-yard line of the Tennessee Titans. Now more Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Hey, don't kid yourself. Um, Ryan Tannehill with no receivers to speak of still through for 254 and a couple of touchdowns. And Derrick Henry ran wild early in the game. Can we please create four turnovers a week? Is that too much to ask? Yeah. We're going to need it. Might be. <laughs> but you know what? They ne- That's how they played early in the year, right? Give up some yards, opportunistic, make a big play. Offense picks you up and cashes those in, and you can win handily in yeah. that fashion. Talked about all the numbers with Derrick Henry specifically, you know, going into the matchup and what is winning football against the Titans versus losing football against the Titans. He basically ran for 100 yards in the first quarter. Mm. He did. Right? And when Derrick Henry's doing that, it's lights out. Yeah. You know, generally speaking for the opponent, he rushed for 20 yards basically for the final three quarters, which is on pace for about 80 yards in a game, right? That's winning football against Derrick Henry when you hold him to about 80. They just happen to give him 100 in the first. No. Right? <laughs> hey, that that's only 80 if he's getting 20 a quarter. That's yeah. not what I'm in, saying. No, he got it in three quarters. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So he was on pace for about 30 you know, like yards. It's, you know, it's – but I'm saying if you gave him the quarter, whatever, right? Like, I was just – but I get what you're saying. It's – it was crazy how much they flipped the script yeah. in game on the stuff that was going on because it, it was – you watched Derrick Henry earlier, it's like, this is it. You know, the holes I, I, were so big. Guys I've seen this a dozen yeah. times Bouncing already. Yeah. Like, I've seen this over and over and over against this team. It doesn't matter who's playing defense. doesn't matter where the game's being played, but especially up there, it's going to be one of those days with Derrick Henry. And then they just shut it down. And the turnovers were a huge they were. part of that getting shut down. The, the Trayvon Walker one in particular. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's third and six right there. You complete that, you're already down seven to nothing. You've gone three and out. Who knows where the game goes at that point? But, you know, obvious pass rush situation, mm-hmm. and we actually got a pass rush. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that amazing? Uh, yeah, so turnovers are always huge. I mean, the one with Shaq Quarterman making that hit and the mm-hmm. ball bouncing right up into Josh Allen's hands. I mean, those are drives where you see they're pumping along. I mean, that was a – I'm not was it a pass to him or a run on that um, one by Shaq Quarterman? 
I forget which whichever one. He yeah. was down the field a good ways, yeah. made a good hit before he got out of bounds, and you know made him cough the ball up. But th- that's where you have to be opportunistic. You got to be able to get your hands on the ball. I mean, do we making a a great play by getting that interception? Not just letting the ball hit him in the hands and you know knocking it down that kind of thing, but actually making the catch. So we our defense has to do that when you're not able to get uh, a pass rush throughout the game, the entire game, you got to be able to make some plays and get the ball in other ways, and they did. I mean, so it was ugly, ugly, ugly at first because I thought, man, this is not going to be a good game whatsoever. But then they started penetrating. They started cutting through the gaps, and they started hitting Derek in the backfield, and that's where you got to do it. You can't hit him five yards down the field because he's going to get another five yeah. after you hit him. So if you don't hit him before he gets started, it's, it's, it will be a long day, and it was shaping up to be a long day, but thankfully they started making some plays. Yeah, even the Shaq Quarterman play, I mean, he had been hit a couple of times, spun around. Yeah. I mean, he was like a sitting duck yep. on that play, yep. and Shaq delivered the blow. I'm yeah. not, look, the Jags forced it with Walker and Quarterman. Dewey had the ball thrown right to right him. Right to him. Right? And he caught it, which yep. is good. But I mean, he had the ball thrown right to him. The other one, Titans just like, <laughs> you know, like here. You know, <laughs> here that, you that's that's like a, a Jaguar move that we yeah. would have seen from yeah. the last several years. And well, and there were so many off-to-the-races moments in that second half. You had the kickoff return. Yeah. That guy called back immediately. It's like, oh, my gosh, these guys just can't get out of their own way. Yep. Even having the halftime lead. Like, I know the way I felt when they got the touchdown late to Zay Jones and they took the lead into the halftime locker room. I was like – I feel like I'm watching a game where they're down two scores and they have a lead. <laughs> it felt like it, yeah. Right, like that's yeah. the way that it felt. And I had no idea what to expect in the second half. And then you get that kick return and it gets called back and it's like, oh, mm. gosh, there it goes. And then they just drive it then down. Then they go right the down. The f- See, that's when you are becoming a really talented team when you have some letdowns, like you return a kick and some of the worst calls ever to bring it back, but it got brought back. But then your offense still comes out and still makes the plays, and they still drive the ball down and put it in the end zone. Those are the things. Your quarterback is making plays, ton of plays with his arms, and then plays with his legs. I, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for more because I was screaming on the play where he took off. I'm like, Ron, use your legs. You got. You're gonna have to use your legs at some point down here. And he did. Got the ball in the end zone. Great job. All right, let's get to the phone calls uh, for the first time this morning at 641-1010. Try to keep it as brief as you can because we got a lot of folks wanting to get in, but uh, definitely want to give you a chance to uh, get it off your chest and share your enthusiasm for what you saw yesterday, beginning with Mac on the north side this morning. Good morning, Mac. Uh, I was in the stadium at the AFC Championship. I was uh, 36 years old then. Now I'm 60. Go Jags. I hate the Titans. All right. Well, there you go. Max uh, had enough. You've been waiting a long time <laughs> a long for that time. one. Well, all right. That, that's all. And uh, Mac, uh, uh, keep going strong. You know, 60 is the new 59 from what they tell me. So congratulations <laughs> to you. Uh, and, hey, look, it, it, that's the thing. You just don't – I don't know if the, the young, young ones appreciate it as much. The ones that have been through particularly – you know, it wasn't just the fact that Tennessee – beat him three times in 99 it was Jeff Fisher's smug pompous self yep. that you know on one of the rare occasions when he didn't go eight and eight in his career or seven and nine uh you know throwing around the you know that's our second home and all this well look one game doesn't change everything but let's start stacking those bricks up uh to where you know as somebody said on the text line this morning 
let's get to the point where Trevor Lawrence can justifiably do an Aaron Rodgers uh, to the crowd and say, I own you mm-hmm. and mean it. That would be yeah. so be nice. Sweet. And Josh Allen's getting interviewed in a locker room post game, and he's asked about, you know, the three years, four years that he's been playing against the Titans and the results they've gotten and, you know, what's your reaction to getting this win today? And the first thing out of his mouth is, I hate him. <laughs> right? Like, it's the, to have that back in this, yeah. and there's been no space for Jaguars players or fans to really be able to say that with any kind of anything but just hurt, right? Like, it's been, I hate them. They just keep hurting me over and over. They don't feel the same way about me that I feel about them. It finally feels like they're punching back after that win yesterday. Yeah, and think about the guy that was in the open. You heard him, he said, man, we haven't won here since I was in the eighth grade. And he sounds like a grown man now. So the the young crowd really doesn't quite understand. They just know they're just getting beat. So right. They probably hate them just because they've been beating them the whole time. But that that would mean there are a lot of teams you need to be hating on. They're right. Really, now, right? Sure. I mean, because that's yeah. – I mean, you can hate the Texans just as much. I and mean, the Texans have owned the Jags yeah. recently. But regardless, uh, hopefully that's turning around. Let's go to Saqib, uh, who I know is always happy when the Jaguars do well. Hello, Saqib. Hey, what's up, man? What's, what's up, DG? You know, what up? You know, you know, it's just I yesterday I took a after the game I was just riding around Beach Boulevard, University Boulevard, just screaming in my car because I just it's been so long. And you, David, David, when you played there in Tennessee, you know how those nasty fans are in Tennessee. Do you think they're the, one of the nastiest fans you played against? Honestly, just be honest with us. I'm going like, to say yes, because this is the only time my wife has ever cried really? after a game. Really? It's the one that I keep telling you guys about where mm-hmm. they were picking me off and yeah. running it back for touchdowns. And there was one guy that was about nine rows up from us, and all he said the whole game was, David Garrard, you suck, but loud enough where everybody mm. could hear it. And she was about ten people from him, and she's like, oh, my gosh. And Van, Bahati Van Pelt. Looks back there and says, do you need me to bring, like, move you somewhere else? She's like, no, I'm okay. But after the game, we saw each other before the buses, and she was just bawling. Oh. I know. It, it hurt me real bad. We'll get him. Uh, somebody yeah. just uh, <laughs> sent us a picture on the text line of you, uh, Dave, in December of 2010, going around greeting Jaguar fans in Nashville that they clearly took from the stands of you going by high-fiving people. Oh, love so, it. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, Trevor following in your footsteps. Thanks, yeah. Akib. Uh, let's go to John on the west side. Next up here on Jaguars today. Good morning, John. And uh, I was so excited uh, watching them uh, demolish the uh, Titans, and I really, really felt like that was a great, fantastic play by Zay Jones right at the end of the half. It seemed like it just put the cement on the uh, on the grave when he did that. Which play are you talking about? The, the toe tap. The half. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. The great you got the toe, toe in. Yes, yes. Inside the, uh, uh, to me, that's one of the greatest plays by a Jaguar uh, player since I've been keeping up with the Jags. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Play. And I don't know, you know, my mind blanked there for a second. <laughs> but um, clearly, um, I think he bailed out his coaching staff a little there, Dave. That wasn't the best clock management. Oh, the last, I mean, they were down to if he doesn't catch that, they're yeah. not going to get all their opportunities to continue to throw it into the end zone. I thought they could have pulled it off a little better. It worked out perfectly the way it worked out, but it took that phenomenal catch. On yeah. the, you know, And it took a DB not being able to really catch a ball that great because it went through his hands did. and tipped it right to him. But you guys, 
you could not move his foot any closer no. to out of bounds before. It, it, like, if you moved it any closer, it would have been out. That was an amazing play, and I'm, I'm with him. That should be one of the top plays in Jaguar history. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, just the tiniest blade of grass. <laughs> yes. You could see it, though. I mean, yeah, I, I think could. they made the right call. Oh, they definitely Showed did. strong hands. Look, Zay had a couple of drops yesterday again. So, I hope that's getting worked out of his system. It was but, a little early in the game, so he got over it, and then he just started I mean, that you're right. That was a phenomenal play. Yeah. Evan Ingram, we got to mention. Oh, my I gosh. Mean, you know, I, we voted him. JP and I voted him uh, Jaguar Radio Network player of the game. I know how great Trevor was. Yeah. I expect more of those from Trevor. Yes. I, he'll get more 350s with three passing touchdowns, and if he runs one in, I, I mean, he'll do that. Yeah. It's not going to be an every week occurrence, but he's got that in him. Evan Ingram just had the best day he'll probably ever have as a professional athlete and uh what a performance but obviously they saw something yeah uh, the, that linebacking core was beat up Dave and I think yeah. they took advantage of it in coverage they, they definitely did and that's what happens when you realize you've got a better matchup against the defense you just you keep feeding them and the, a lot of times he's going to continue to be there because it's really hard for them to change up their uh defense so much to where they shut him down and then when they start shutting him down should open up your other guys, your other receivers to start making plays, but what a great job by him. What play was that by Zay Jones again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do you remember, not remember the, which the touchdowns that Trevor threw? What, what are we it was talking so many, about? I it know, was so right? long ago. Uh, let me get Kay on the west side before we hit the break. Kay, good morning. You're on Jaguars today. Hey, good morning. Uh, listen, I just want the Jaguar fans uh, to just relax a bit because We've seen this before. They win a game. Uh, we feel like kings. The players feel like kings. And then we only have a letdown the next week. Uh, we haven't had a three-game winning streak this season. And so I want to see a three-game winning streak. So they have this monitor that's saying, uh, so what, now what? So let's beat Dallas. Let's go get another win after Dallas. That's the only way we can rack up five wins in a row to try to get this wild card. So, so what? Now what? All right, Kay, Mr. Downer on, yeah. on a victory Monday. You know what? You calm down. All right, if you want to calm down, if Jaguar fans want to be excited, let them damn well be excited about beating the Titans, even if they don't win the next four in a row, man. It's victory day on Monday. It hasn't even been 24 hours since this game was played. Don't I Look, I get it. you got to back it up. But today, bask in the freaking glow of knocking the – out of the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> we we don't have the uh, in, entire Jaguar roster in here on the radio that's doing all this. We're to the fans, and we're talking right. to the fans. So the fans should be excited. We're not going to change whether or not the Jaguar team goes out there and plays well against the uh, Cowboys or not. So let us enjoy this as fans. Yes, I understand what he's saying, but direct that to the team don't direct that to the fans that are coming on the radio that are excited right now. Well, and the hope is that lessons learned about whatever energy they completely lost in that road trip yeah. to Detroit, right? Coming off the the idea that you had played okay against Kansas City. You had the big comeback against the Raiders. You had the big comeback against the Baltimore Ravens, and it felt like you had momentum to create an opportunity for yourself, and it was still really within your power mm -hmm. at that point, especially with Tennessee having to go play Philadelphia that week, and you laid that kind of egg. Hopefully, whatever lessons needed to be learned from having that kind of letdown have been learned because this Cowboys team is a good football team. And you, yeah. it's a game that if you can get it 
because they are a good football team and the Titans still have to play them, you feel like, okay, we've closed the gap. Like, that will be the way you feel if you win against the Cowboys this weekend. We close the gap, and then we'll see what happens with the team. But I'm I'm on the week-to-week deal, man. <laughs> you won this week, celebrate it, because now the Cowboys game means something. If you had lost yesterday, it means nothing. This game coming up this weekend. Beat the Cowboys this weekend, and when they go play the Jets, it means something for the franchise, and it's been a long time since they've had that kind of pressure this late in the year. If it helps you to protect your psyche to not get too excited about <laughs> yeah. it, fine, you can do you. Don't tell fans you need to calm down. No, you don't, okay? <laughs> no, you don't need to calm down. No. Be ex- as excited as you possibly want to be. How many times have you been this late in December – in recent history, and had any kind of reason to be excited. I yeah. mean, come on. And, yeah, they got to stack them up for it to be yes. real. Yes. We all know. Yes. It. But that's, so we can't do that until next Sunday. Yeah. We can't start that process. Yeah. And that's on the team. Are we realizing right. and forgetting that we have nothing to do other than <laughs> we go out and cheer really loud and try to help support our team? But, you guys, when I played, I didn't even know there was a sports station to go listen to to How find dare out. you. I know. I, but – that was me trying to stay focused on football. So the team Dave used to come in <laughs> with us for hours at a time. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't on know what station. I didn't even know what channel to go to. But <laughs> don't get mad at the fans and say, "Hey, let's focus on you know get started." We don't get to start nothing. That's the team. And so if we want to be excited, we can be excited. But they better make sure they have their head down, they're ready, and when the when it's time for the ball to be kicked off, they go out there and kick, but it's not it's a whole other, uh, Right. It's a whole other category. Yeah. Right? It's just so whatever. If that's you, <laughs> if you don't want to – if you feel like you've been burned, all right, that's fine. That's fine, yeah. But this to come – hey, fans, you need to calm down. No, no, fans, you don't need to calm down. You need to be going crazy today after whipping the Titans in their backyard and your quarterback then – pointing it out for the learning disabled up Love there on it. the scoreboard. Love There's it. the score. The 36 is bigger than the 22. All right, uh, we'll come back with more of your calls at 641-1010. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Trevor keeps it on his own read, tries to get to the corner, dies for the end zone, touchdown! A one-yard touchdown run. Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Uh, listening to Trevor after the game, sounded like maybe should have handed that one off, but you know what? It works out sometimes, right? Could have got caught for a loss in the backfield. Instead, you made that guy cry in the, in the post-game <laughs> locker room. I mean, literally cry in the post-game locker room. Wow. Yeah. Uh, for don't think I've ever played this bad. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. Wow. I don't know how many years of just life this the whole results the memes the videos the pictures of what happened in that game yesterday are going to live on jaguar social media but oh it's going to be a long Look, time I, I know the titans media was using it as an example see they care they, these losses do matter to them all right uh, all i could hear was tom mcmanus echoing in my head Cry in private location. Okay. <laughs> that was a classic sports radio quote from the Jacksonville archives. All right. Uh, quickly, before we go to the phones, uh, somebody sent me this on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures from NFL.com in their What We Learned column this weekend. Uh, Evan Ingram became the sixth Jaguars tight end to get over the 100-yard mark in a game, and he joined Todd Christensen, Kellen Winslow, Shannon Sharp, Darren Waller, and Travis Kelsey as the only tight ends since 1950 
to catch 10 passes, have 150 or more receiving yards, and two or more receiving touchdowns wow. in the same game. So that's how good a performance that was from Evan Ingram yesterday. We go to Tony on the west side next up here on Jaguars today. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Come What's on, up? somebody. Come on, Come on. Come on. Hey, uh, I just got two things I want to say, man. That was horrible officiating. And put Trayvon walking down in three-point stand, man. They could not stop that man, man. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Uh, is that uh, Trayvon in the three-point stance or a two-point stance? Three-point stance. He said three. They put him said, in a three-point yeah, stance, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what a lot of people have been cl- yeah. clamoring for, really. Um Titans have issues on the offensive line. Look, yeah. I, the, but here's the thing: the Jags took advantage of them, right? And that's and, what you're supposed to do, right? Exi- exactly what you're supposed to do, right? There've been too many occasions this year, Dave. Oh, so and so's left tackles out. We're gonna feast. Uh, uh, we have know, that quite a few times. A lot, and and guess what? We haven't always feasted we have not in those feasted. occasions. So, uh, you know, for them to come through yesterday uh, as well as they did, get four sacks. By the way. Well, the Jags are getting four sacks, nine hits on Ryan Tannehill. Trevor Lawrence got officially one quarterback hit on him by the Tennessee defense the whole day. I think Mario Edwards is credited with yeah. one QB hit. That's a hell of a performance. That is. By your pass blocking uh, <coughs> unit. Me. Yeah, their D-line, you know, they've got some dogs in their D-line. And, and, you know, you would think that there would be a little bit more pressure in his face and, and guys getting some hits on him. But, man, I've been telling you all, all year, it – our offensive line has been playing pretty well. You have they let guys in here and there? Yes, but when we've watched them in years past, it's like a jailbreak on every other play. But uh, not this year. Tony, appreciate the call. Let's go to Dave on the west side next on Jaguars today. Good morning, Dave. Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody! Anytime the Jags beat the Titans, it excites me, baby. And we got a quarterback. Can we stop the bus talk till at least five years after he retires? And buy these tickets. Don't sell them. Bye, bye, bye. Duval. Duval. All right, Dave's fired up. Dave, <laughs> some, some would tell you you need to calm down. I would not be one of those people. So um, we do have a quarterback. The bus talk. I mean, uh, honestly, it's a it looks great line. So though. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the five years after he retired, I hear you, Dave. Yeah, the bus that go to camp. Yeah, we, like get, we get where you're coming from with yeah. that one, right? But that was clever. But uh, yeah, the bus talk is just—it's just ludicrous. I mean, bust again for bust means you busted. Yeah, there's no coming back. There's no. Well, he was a bust. No. Once a bust, you're busted. It's like once a balloon pops, yeah. you don't put the air back in it. I, and I don't know what they were looking at because oh. we've seen plenty of quarterbacks that have been busts over the history of the NFL. He's not even close. And he maybe last year he wasn't playing up to the standard that we all had set for him. Mm-hmm. But when he got into it this year, you felt like, okay, he's doing some positive things. And the team just needs to continue to rally around him and, and make plays for him and, and those kind of things. And defense has to make has to make stops. But never did you feel like he was being a bust. Even when you have a bad game and you have multiple turnovers, like give a kid that is in his second year and just into a few games into his second year a chance to overcome and play the entire season before you say stuff like being a bust, that just, man, that's a big, bad word. Well, and we've long said on this show, right, Mike, the idea, fans can fan however they want to do it, right? And we're not here trying to tell you how to be a fan of the team. And I can understand the 
reservations fans may yes. have about getting completely on board with what the organization is doing and being willing to question this franchise because of things that have happened in the past. And it's been, you know, a long time since they've had that position solidified in any yeah. kind of way. And it's not for lack of trying. You know, like they've tried over and yeah, over yeah. and over and over. And you got a year into Trevor Lawrence playing, and it's like, well, he was all right. You know, it's it's nice that he played 17 games and all the Urban Miller stuff and everything that was going on. And then you got halfway through this year and the Denver game and these different games. I can understand being cautious mm-hmm. with your optimism about it. Get over that. <laughs> like, we're past due for that to be done over in the rearview mirror. What he's doing in the last month of his career, what he did yesterday as a kind of culmination of this month mm-hmm. of what we've seen from Trevor Lawrence, we, we've talked a lot on this show about what does it look like for Trevor Lawrence to arrive, right? And I'm not saying that I think he's arrived because I do think the playoff thing is an important piece of that for a franchise quarterback to talk about arriving for your team. But I don't know that there's a whole lot more he could have done in the last four or five weeks as far as his level of play and how consistent it has been from that position. And it gives you hope going into the last month of the season. They got all these issues on defense. They don't rush the passer well at all. They have big, big, wide-open guys all the time. But you got a quarterback going into every game where you feel like, well, we may be able to score with anybody in the league right now because of who we have pulling the trigger. And you may not have felt that way six weeks ago, but I don't know how you don't feel that way today about the quarterback that you have playing. I feel how you like, but uh, I'm with Tony. Uh, let's go six four one ten ten. Stephen Melbourne up next on Jaguars today. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Oh, man. Man, I'm so happy for our guys. Uh, Dave always mentions it. Momentum's a big part of this game. It seemed like the momentum completely changed when Trayvon got that sack fumble. The defense looked pumped and fired up like I've never seen them before. Uh, kept Darius on the outside. That was a good thing. Tyson learned how to get his head around. It was a miracle. We were watching him grow up. Uh, Trevor played an awesome game. Ingram and Jay Jones got the drops out of the way in the first quarter, and then Ingram just came unleashed. Uh, it's still sad to see the run game couldn't get going, but when Trevor's playing like that, you know what? Just let him explain it. And uh, I'm sure Dave remembers this old term from back in the day. Shaq Quarterman didn't just blow Derrick Henry up. He laid the wood on him. <laughs> he sure and did. Climbed it great. Derrick Henry got a hit yesterday like Mike White, Mike White suffered all game long mm. yesterday. It was beautiful. All right, Steve. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I'll say this one thing about Tyson Campbell. I'm not going to presume now because he turned his head a couple of times yesterday that he's got he's it. Got it figured fixed. out. Yeah. I mean, like oh, he's arrived. Like just like I'm not ready to say the Jags have arrived yet. You got to stack these. I'm I'm thrilled with the performance, right? And I'm going to bask in it today and probably all week long. But the only way you know if somebody arrives is that they do it continuously. I'm not saying you never have a setback, but it becomes the norm. Trevor Lawrence, to your point, Tony has had a 106 quarterback rating or better in four of the last five weeks. That's the kind of stretch yeah. I'm talking about. Now, he had a couple of good games. Now he's had a couple of great games mixed in. He's still got this thing where he has yet to have a completion percentage in the 60s. <laughs> I, I mean, it is weird, yeah. right? I mean, seven of his games now have been 70% or higher. The other six are below 60%, yeah. which is pretty impressive that he can be at like two-thirds completion percentage right now with – 
the bad games that he's had mixed in there. But, you know, I remember what was this narrative early in the season? Well, you know, some people trying to excuse, well, Trevor's never going to be that high completion percentage guy. Why? Why? Why not? He's supposed to be a, a one of the great quarterbacks prospects we've seen in the last 20 years. Why shouldn't he be a high completion yeah. percentage guy in today's NFL? I, I, I never quite understood that. Well, you're just going to have to take some of that. I think they were trying to make themselves feel better at the time because he wasn't playing at that high level, mm-hmm. and they're trying to, I don't know, maybe lessen their expectations or something. Well, as the game continues to slow down for him, it's he's going to be more consistent. So when, you, when you're a young quarterback – you're going to have those ups. You're going to have those downs. You're going to have a defense that has a coordinator that just knows how to push your buttons and make it a tough game for you. But as you continue to grow, which is what he's doing, and we're watching it, we're literally sitting here watching him grow as a quarterback, he's going to have more of those 70s and 60s being his low uh, completion percentage. 50s will be like far and few in between. So, as he continues to grow, man, he's just going to continue to get better and better. And when he's on time throwing the ball, it's like, okay, this is a completion. This is going to the right person. This is this is going to be a catch right here. When he has to hold it and looks around and he doesn't use his legs, that's when you're like, mm, right. And, and when Trevor's bad games are like they were against Detroit, where he had an 82 quarterback rating, he didn't throw an interception, and he had a he wasn't the worst part yeah. of that game by far. When that becomes the norm, yep. that that's his his floor mm-hmm. in terms of performance. I mean, look, he's not there yet. Yeah, people. No. He will have, it will become not uncommon to see Trevor Lawrence throw for 300 plus yards and multiple touchdowns without an interception or maybe one interception, something like that. Not there yet, but mm-hmm. we're seeing what's possible and we're seeing it with, and not even an alpha receiver. I feel like you're going exactly, to say it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Without, I, and I was trying to think of the best way to phrase it, you know, because clearly we've got good receivers. He's got. He, it's showing you, Dave. Quarterback elevates, yeah. right? If the quarterback yeah. can play, he is putting ball placement right now in spots that you're like five, six times yesterday. We're like, yeah, damn. Those like, couple down what? the sideline with the, uh, I think it was a running back, and he he like scrambled out and threw it down the left sideline. I'm like. That was a great throw right You there. will take average <laughs> players and make them look good. Yes. You'll take good players and make them look occasionally great. Yep. And if you can't, you know, if these guys continue to develop now, we'll see going into the future because Evan Ingram's not doing this every single week, yeah. right? Uh, you know, what are they going to do at the tight end position? What does Calvin Ridley have after not playing football for almost two seasons? But I'm excited to find out, man. All right, we'll take a timeout. We're halfway home, 6-4-1-10-10. Uh, if you're on the line, stay there. We'll get to you coming up. In hour number two, you're listening to Jaguars today on a victory Monday over the stinking mayonnaise-licking Titans right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Can we stop the bus talk till at least five years after he retires? And buy these tickets. Don't sell them. Bye, bye, bye. Duval. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, there you go. Jaguar fans excited. Um, We're excited about Evan Ingram's performance, right? We're just sitting here debating on the break. What is Evan Ingram really worth? 
to this franchise. And on the heels of 11 catches for 162 yards, like, damn, man, he's one of the best tight ends in the league. <laughs> Evan Ingram had 56 yards in his last month of games prior to that. Four games. That's not good. He totaled 56 yards, 14 yards a game. Now, is it his fault that they don't throw to him? No, but he hasn't always been an integral part of this offense. You know, his in fact, his high in yards this year was 69 yards. He had 69, a 67, a 55, a 46, a 40, everything else below 40. You know? I think what he's showing you now is what his upside oh, can be. Yeah, he's, he's got tremendous upside. And if, if he has that kind of game, you would think, okay, they should start putting more things in the system for him because he's a matchup nightmare if you can get this kind of production out of him going into the last part of this season. And I clearly think they saw, you know, with the Titans banged up in the linebacker yeah. core, they're like, all right, you know what? He's, they're not going to be able to run with this guy. But so but <laughs> when you have that kind of a, a, a player, you want to see, okay, let's start targeting him more. Because he, he's, a, he's a bad matchup for a lot of people if he can continue that kind of production. And it's also giving you a chance to get other guys open within the system because now teams see you starting to use Evan Ingram more. They're like, okay, let's try to, you know, take him away now, <laughs> but open another other people. Let's take quickly, and we'll go back to the phones here. Uh, Evan Ingram's numbers in Jaguar victories this year, mm. okay? First game that they won against the Colts, he caught seven for 46. That's pretty good, yeah. right? I mean, it's not big yards per not catch average, popping, but, but, you know, you're getting a lot of looks and you're, you're helping to move the chains. Uh, beat the Chargers, he caught one for nine. Mm. Okay. Uh, beat the Raiders, he caught one for eight. Mm, not good. Um, beat the Ravens, he had one for four. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, it, tremendously integral yesterday. And I, look, I'm happy for him. I'm not knocking. I think it was a good signing. Yeah. It's just, it, it becomes an offseason question of, okay, we're X over the salary cap before we even start cutting guys. And that doesn't include Evan Ingram even being on the list. He's making $9 million this year. This franchise tag number is 12.2. Are you willing to give him something in the 12 or higher range? Or do you go try to find that guy in the draft? I don't know. I don't know the answer it, to that. It's tough because when you look at the numbers, you can't just go off of what just happened. you got to go off of the entirety of the season. And, yes. and if it was a ramp up because maybe you know we kind of started out slow, but you said the last – month of it's, him playing it's been peaks and valleys he started pretty good then he had a couple of games where he had two catches then he had four games in a row with at least four and then his then he had three with one three and one a total of five then he had five last week he had 11 so it's been up and down and, and, and it's tough because sometimes they find other matchups and they start targeting other people yes. you know so it kind of gets him out of the system but when you have talented talented guys do you ever see Kelsey get one catch for six yards? Extremely rare. Yeah, do right? you ever see a, Andrews a, get one catch? Him, for, occasionally you do. Do you? Because uh, yeah, I feel like he's the him. only one that catches the ball on he, that team. It, it, yeah. But he occasionally has those games where yeah. he's very quiet. They've been real. Like, they've been starving for points for about a oh, month yeah. there in Baltimore. Right. Like the but, offense just hasn't know, done much. Ingram's just – look, I like him. I'm happy he's on the team. I just – you know, you got to look at the – 
total picture yeah. of, of the finances and the impact he makes. And Can you replace him with somebody that makes less money that can still give you the same? Or close to that close level. To it, yeah. like, like, man, why can't we find Chigakonkwo in the fourth round? Maybe because yeah. we traded away our fourth round pick. But you get the idea. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, I, I want, I'm, I've had my eye on him all season. Like, I, man, I just, he's going to be an issue, uh, you know, over the years in this division. Let's find a guy like that, man, yeah. who can and come in and and doesn't have. He didn't make you a big impact early in the year, and now he's starting to get it. You know, you, but you almost don't have to have your tight end be that big of an impact person if you've got other weapons like a Calvin Ridley, a Kirk, sure. a, a Jones. Like you don't even think about Gasecki with in Miami. You don't even know neither do they exactly because yeah, yeah. they've got hasn't caught guys a ball that, in three weeks, and they've got guys that can fly. But you want your tight end in on the offense you don't want him just out there running for the love of the game because he gets disinterested and he's like you know what time for me to get out of here well and tight ends are a big part of what Doug Peterson does in his offense right and I'm looking at the numbers I was curious just to see where does Evan Ingram rank just among the tight ends in the league as far as yards and that kind of thing this year he's fifth in the league Mm. at tight end like that number 523 yards or whatever. 548. What is it? 548. That's fifth most among tight ends wow. in the National Football League. wonder where he was, though, coming into this week. You Certainly. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you had that. And, again, I'm not knocking that performance. It, yeah. it happened. It was real. Right. Love to have him going forward. I'm just, you know, I'd love to have a lot of things, yeah. right? Uh, you know, and, and hopefully the Jags can find a way to make it an impact at that position, whether it's him or somebody else, because – that depth chart gets decimated yeah. at the yeah. end of the season. Well, and it speaks to the tight end position in the league, which we've talked about I don't know how many off seasons in a row. Like it's just it's very difficult to find that top of the market guy. You look at the yardage totals, Travis Kelsey is at, at a thousand yards. Uh-huh. Right this year. Number two on the list is TJ Hawkinson with six ninety seven. Yeah, well, Kelsey is a legend. I mean, he is yeah, so right. far above yeah. the, the crowd. And but- even Mark Andrews is third, 671. Pat Fryermuth, 630. And then Evan Ingram at 548. Now you have guys like Dallas Goddard, who's missed time. Dalton. And Schultz Joku, missed who's time. missed yeah. time. Schultz has uh, missed time. Andrews missed time. Yeah. You know, so they're uh, right. Najoku missed a bunch of games. Yep. So he may be more like ninth. Ninth or you 10th. know, in terms of which, average which, which per is game. still pretty good. No, I it know is. people it don't is. love necessarily fantasy football, but you can rank it by fantasy points per game as opposed to totals. And Evan Ingram is tenth. That sounds about right. Right. Yeah. In terms of you that's know. just receptions, touchdowns, yards. That's all that's going to be put in there. Combined. Logs will tell you that he's been a better blocker than he thought he. Would be I, I heard watching him on film, yeah. too. So, all right, let's get a couple in who've been patient. We appreciate you waiting. Darren on the south side is next up here on a Victory Monday on Jaguars today. Good morning, Darren. It's Victory Monday, baby. Yes, it yeah. is. Hey, hey, look here. I want to tell you, um, yesterday it was just – I was – see, I'm one of the old dogs, too. You know, I was there in 99 at the AFC Championship game, like my, my friend that called in earlier. I was I was also there in 2013, the last time we beat the Titans in Nashville, and uh, you know, and and I just I hate them, I hate them so bad. I had a mural painted on my son's bedroom wall of Jacksonville 40 and the Titans zero in their stadium, and I mean that's how bad I hate them. And uh, and I want to leave y'all with this today is um, was that play yesterday was Brable was trying to get kind of slick, and uh, the center couldn't decide on who he wanted to snap the ball to. And you could tell Tannehill 
was uh, it was a it was a gimmick play because he acted like it was supposed to be snapped up over his head. Right. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a direct snap, and and then he fumbled the ball. I just oh my god, I am I am on cloud nine. The guy, you know what? We don't have we we may we may or may not win Sunday, but you know what we have? We have a quarterback that is turning into a bona fide demand. He's turning into a man. He beat his chest yesterday in Tennessee, and get this thing, boys. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Darren. Here's the thing. You're they can lose to the Cowboys. That doesn't make what happened a mirage, right? Dallas is really good. Yeah. And Saturday, go two days back. <laughs> how many people would say would have if you're picking the rest of the season would have picked them to beat the Cowboys? Probably not that many. Mm-hmm. Then and then keep in mind too, it's all recency bias, right? Cowboys were coming off a 33.4 quarter yeah. against Indianapolis. They're losing with less than a minute to go to the Texans yesterday. And the Texans, and they did the right thing, I think. You know, they they get the interception with just about five minutes to go. They're deep in Dallas territory with a three-point lead, and they go for it on fourth and goal. Because if you kick the field goal, you still lose to a touchdown and an extra point. Mm-hmm. So they went for it. But it, that's what it came down to. The margin was one play. If they pick up, like, two more yards, they've got a 10-point lead, and Dallas falls to the Texans, right? Yeah. And, and so maybe there was some look ahead. Look, I'm sure they say it doesn't happen, Dave. I'm sure you've probably had an opponent on your schedule from time to time that you're like, we show up. We're you know, gonna, we're usually in the NFL, you don't do that to very many teams. But when you see a team that's like on their third or fourth quarterback and they haven't put up any points and they look deflated when you watch film, you're like, okay, you know what? We'll handle we we should squad. be able to – Without their Not top just two receivers up. yesterday, yeah. right? And they're decimated. They're, they don't even have a lot of their guys playing. They're playing two quarterbacks. They're rotating quarterbacks in the yeah. game. Like, but, but you, know, you should Spurrier never in the nineties. You should never like as an as an offense and as a team. You should be able to, to still dominate those guys and take their will. They're going to give you a good punch in the beginning, but you should be able to start putting some points up, and then they are. You know, now they're like, okay, we're, we we really are the Houston Texans that have lost all these people. And, and they start to not give up, but realize their place yeah, in, exactly. in the order Yeah, exactly. And then you keep asserting your dominance on them. Yeah. But that was, uh, I mean, that was all the way down to the wire. Look, it's the NFL, man. Yeah. I, I, I think it was 2009, 2010, and I brought this up a bunch of times. And one of the greatest games of your career was against Dallas in Dallas. And yeah. you, you dominated them. And when the schedule came out at the beginning of the year, we're like, well, if there's one they're going to lose, it's that game, right? <laughs> yeah. And it was the the, the yeah. toughest matchup on the road, and you kicked their butts yep. from you know kickoff to the final gun. It's the NFL, man. I mean, Just look, if know. you want to if you want to arrive, you can't go. Hey, we can't play with the Dallas Cowboys. You, you can't have a Detroit Lions type effort. You definitely can't have no, that, right? No. If you lose thirty to twenty seven to the Dallas Cowboys, but you're you're throwing punches. You with them. still look like okay. We're still one of the teams that's ascending. We we don't we we, we might not have it this year, but doggone look right. out! Quality of play. Yeah. Uh, let's get Mark on the south side next year on Jaguars today. Good morning, Mark. Mike, Day, how y'all doing? We're great. One thing I gotta say, it's good to get that win, and I'm so happy to see the Jaguars head up in the playoff picture. And I gotta say, once I gotta give a shout out to Andrew Winger, man. That's my guy, man. That man played his heart out, and when he was hurt, man, down there on on the ground, I saw tears coming to my eyes. But he came back in the game and he gave it his all. So, go Jaguars, keep it up. Let's do our thing. And Thank I'm gonna you, take Mark. My comments off the air. Appreciate Bye. you, buddy. Uh, look, Andrew Wingard, man, he's just a 
just shows up and uh, and he's a pro. He's yeah. a pro. Like he's Hacker, not the best player out there. No, but Hacker mentioned him on the fifth quarter in the context of like, look, he's outlasted a, several different head yeah, coaches. Yeah, I, I right? was listening to and that. And they keep for some reason they all decide. He's valuable enough to keep around, and he is. You know, yeah. he's just a never going to top the you know the list of the best safeties in the league, man. But he, he's he a, made a big play yesterday. He's a more you can do kind of guy. We always say that walking around. Hey, the more you can do, the longer you'll stay around. Yep. Mm-hmm. The more you can do. So if you can play special teams, and a coach can throw you in the game on a defensive series, and you don't suck, then you'll play a lot longer than most people. All right, uh, we got to take a time out here as they're getting stacked up once again. 641-1010, back to your calls in a brief moment here. You're listening to Jaguars today on a Victory Monday on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I was there in 99 at the AFC Championship game. I was also there in 2013, the last time we Last time we beat him in Nashville. That's what. That's what. Were you there yesterday? That's the question. Bunch of Jag fans were. Hope Duval Doom got all those margaritas in. <laughs> he, he switched it up. I, I asked, what are you going to do? give up if they sweep the Titans? He said margaritas until we play them next year. Then he switched it up. He goes, if they beat them this week, I'm giving them up. So, yeah. yeah. Hope you got them in. Hope you. <laughs> yeah, he sent you the picture of the margarita. And I was like, when does this begin? Like, are you giving up margaritas if they win tomorrow? I asked him on Saturday. Yes. He's like, yeah. 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 They're start- and Cristiano sent us the picture with the beer in its hand. Yes. Because he said he's giving up sobriety. <laughs> yes. Good for you, Cristiano. <laughs> a boy. All right. Let's get Jonathan and Green Cove, 641-1010. Let's try to run through a few of these reaction calls on a victory Monday. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I just have a quick follow-up question for Mr. Garrard. I don't know if you remember. I called two weeks ago and asked, after the big Ravens win, we saw the fourth quarter come back from Lamar. Like, what can we wait for next? And he said to get up on a team and then, Trevor, keep us keep us up on the team. So we're so excited to see this. Now I want to know, like, what's next? He's just getting better and better. So what should we be looking for other than consistency? What might be the next step in his development? Well, you took it from me. It's consistency. Yeah, that you want to see the same kind of performance, similar at least, this weekend, you're going up against a much better team, a team that everybody looks at as one of the best teams in the league. So can you stay up there and compete with uh, the likes of Micah Parsons and uh, Diggs? There's a lot of names on this team. So can you rise up and, and play up there to their level? And compete with it, right? It yeah. doesn't mean you're going to win every game. No, it's a team but sport. But can you give that consistent level of effort and performance and and with very few – Step backs. Yeah. You know, you want to leave the game and say, okay, Trevor was a beast. We didn't win, but doggone it, he was a beast in this game. And even then, if you lose, there's probably going to be a few throws. You're like, man, yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes threw three picks yesterday. Nobody cares. No. Nope. They won the game. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? Yep. They were up 27 to nothing. They almost blew it, but they didn't blow it. Yep. And we know he's great. So we don't even care that he threw three interceptions. And you're you're okay that he throws them because you know he's going to throw you three touchdowns exactly. at the same time. And he's going to underhand it to somebody. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. I mean, out of all the ridiculous plays he's made this year, that might be the most ridiculous. ridiculous oh, yes. oh, you're open. Okay. Yeah. Here, here, go 41 yards Kareem. for a touchdown. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh Tony in Tampa is next on Jaguars today. Good morning, Tony. 
Good morning, fellas, man. This wind feels so good, man. I tell you what. Being a person, being a fan since 95, I went to college in, in the Nashville area in 99 playing football. Um, so imagine my very first ever football game, I went to the Music City Miracle game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back to college talking hella crap because I just know this team ain't going to beat us three times in a row. Of course, we lose, got ridiculed. <laughs> but um, but it's been two games that gave me so much joy. The game they did lost by a foot in the Super Bowl, and this game yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> my goodness, it felt so good to talk trash to my fam, my my friends and family in Nashville, man. Right back at you. All right. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate you. Uh, All right. Let's do this before we get back to the phone lines. Let's take a quick tour around the National Football League. Now, gems around the NFL brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Denver quarterback Russell Wilson suffered a concussion yesterday and left the game with a knot on his head to prove it. Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett was also knocked out of their game yesterday with a concussion. New York Jets quarterback Mike White, who was in and out of the game a few times before being finally knocked out of their loss to the Bills in the second half yesterday, was taken to a local hospital after the game to check on his ribs but did fly back with the team. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Tyler Huntley was knocked out of their win yesterday with a concussion. His status going forward is unclear. Lamar Jackson is week-to-week with a knee injury that cost him the opportunity to play this week. San Francisco wide receiver Debo Samuel was carted off the field during their win over Tampa yesterday. Head coach Kyle Shanahan said after the game that Samuel was undergoing further tests that it is not a knee injury. The initial reports that it is likely a high ankle sprain. Cincinnati wide receiver Tyler Boyd had a dislocated finger that knocked him out of their game against Cleveland. Teammate T. Higgins left the game with a hamstring injury, and Bengals defensive end Trey Hendrickson suffered a broken wrist, expected to be out for at least six weeks. All right, thank you, Tony. Uh, I know you've already replied to this on the text line, but it's Blows my mind. Text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Already giving excuses if they lose against the Cowboys. You guys are unreal. No. what The reality is you can be a really good team. You can be a really good quarterback. And all it simply means is you're not going to win every game. The facts are the Jags have blown a ton of opportunities this year. Okay? Losing to the Cowboys, who I feel are a better roster than the Jaguars, doesn't mean that the Jaguars are necessarily backsliding, right? The backsliding is when you lose to teams like the Texans and the Broncos. We're hoping that they're moving a step beyond that, not completely beyond that. If your quarterback goes out there and has a 115 rating, throws a couple of touchdowns, no picks for 285 yards, Mm -hmm. and they lose to the Cowboys, oh, well, I told you Trevor was no good. Is that going to be your line? <laughs> I mean, you can play well and not win. It's not an excuse. The Look, there's no excuses. They don't control what happens because they've blown so many winnable games this year. Those are the facts, and we beat them up for it all throughout the season when they've blown them. Yeah. But they find themselves now in a position where, hey, you can see it that if you get a little help, you can, you got a puncher's chance to be in this thing down the stretch. And even if you come up short this year, if they finish with the, the level of play that they're showing you that they're capable of, man, you're going to have the most legit reason to be excited about the following season. We're always trying to be excited about the next year, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just we don't want to be depressed in April. 
But now, if you let's say you win even two out of your last four here, and you, you sit there and you go, man, look how well Trevor Lawrence played. If we plug a couple of holes here and do this, we can legitimately take that leap. We went from three wins to seven wins. We can go from seven wins to 10 or 11 wins and have some actual evidence to back it up. Yeah. Look, they're, they got a month left of football, and it's still meaningful. Yeah. And if they had lost yesterday, it wouldn't be, right? It would yep. be done. Everything would be done. The season really would be over, except that you got to play four more weeks. The calendar will keep turning, right? You're going to play 17 eventually, but they won a big game on the road yesterday. I don't know if I'm going to pick them to beat the Dallas Cowboys this weekend, even. They're going to be a, an underdog at home in this football a big game. underdog. And they should be, right? Yeah. Like, they should be an underdog at home in this game, but they've created for themselves an opportunity, and I'll say it again. They got a quarterback that is playing well enough right now that they got a shot against anybody in the league. I believe that. I think their defense is up and down enough that anyone they play has a shot against them as well, especially a team that plays it offensively kind of the way Dallas can, where they can really stretch you vertically and horizontally with what they do. I don't know how the defense is going to handle that. Mm -hmm. But I think Trevor Lawrence is playing well enough right now that they can score with them. And so – isn't it nice to go into a game against a team like Dallas with where they're at this week and feel like, you know what? Maybe if my quarterback gets the ball last, we can win. Yeah. And how long has it been since you felt that in Jacksonville? Too long. And and if you ask me any questions, I'm always keep it real. I'm always keep it real. So when we talk about them playing the Cowboys, I'm not looking at the Jags as the dominant team in this situation. The Cowboys are on paper and – Record-wise, a better team. But are we playing up at that level? That is what we're talking about. And, yes, we have played up at their level before, but we've had some games, too, where we have not. Plenty of them. So this is an opportunity for our team to go out and show that we're still ascending. And ascending might just be that we get really close, but we don't pull it out in the end. But we've been here in years past where we don't even have a shot. Where when we had that first quarter against the Titans, that was the whole game, not just the first quarter and a little bit of the second quarter. So for them to be able to um, reverse course in this past game and then pull it out and actually blow basically the Titans out, that's what we want to see from our team coming up against the Cowboys. Another great effort with the chance to win, and if they have that chance, we want them to win. But there might be some plays made by the other team where they don't get the win. Look, um, the most important thing you can have in the National Football League is a an elite quarterback, mm -hmm. right? He's not there yet, but he, yeah. he's got the potential to join that class. And the rest of it, man, I mean, you know what? Sometimes your defense is not going to play well. And you got to be able to win a shootout. Sometimes you've yeah. got to have that clutch one drive in the fourth quarter. If you have a guy that can do those kind of things, look, Trevor Lawrence may go out there and light the Cowboys up and the defense gets no turnovers and we don't force a Dallas punt. Does that mean Trevor Lawrence took a step back? Mm -hmm. And, look, I want the whole team to be great. I'm not delusional to think that the defense is fixed. Yeah. They had a good day because they forced a lot of turnovers. And even with four turnovers, the Titans scored 22 points yep. yesterday. So Dallas is much more capable on offense. I don't believe the Jags have arrived. What I'm looking at is, are we getting closer to where we can definitively say that Trevor has arrived? And once that happens, the rest of it's window dressing, man. I'm I mean, it's important, but you tell me, going into this offseason – 
if you could keep 52 guys on this roster and throw Trevor back and go hunting for a new quarterback, or you could keep Trevor and throw the rest of them back. I'm keeping Trevor. Yeah. Yep. And I'm throwing the whole rest of them back. <laughs> and I'll build something around a truly elite quarterback if I can find that guy. Not easy to do. All right, we'll come back uh, with a final look at today's question of the day from Chad and Sandy Real Estate. Just asking for your reaction to what went down yesterday in Nashville, a 36-22 to 22 win for your Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars today on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Shotgun for Trevor Lawrence. It's a blitz. I mean, it is an all-out blitz. Trevor fires left side. That ball is going to be caught for the touchdown by Evan Ingram in the left corner of the end zone. Are you kidding me? The Jags have extended the lead. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. Which left corner was that, Tony? That was a front left. That was front left. Front left corner right there. I thought that was as good a throw as he made all day. Uh, I mean, he, that's the thing. He probably had a half dozen where you're he like, that's probably the best throw he made all day. And, you know, he's starting to show you. He's capable of high level play. Yeah. Capable of it. Somebody said on the text line a moment ago, Trevor has arrived. Jeez, what, what more do you want to see? Can we just maybe let, I don't know, the rest of his second season <laughs> play out? A year in which he's on a hot streak and we're loving it. Mm -hmm. We're not we're not trying to tear Trevor down, but we're also not just here to be pep rally, yeah. right? We're like, Trevor has had six games where he couldn't complete 60% of his passes this year. He's at seven where he's been over 70%. I believe that's more the real Trevor, but a ride means like you're not going to have many of those outliers, you yeah. know? If he finishes the season playing – you know, high-level football in three of the, these last four games. Then you're talking about seven of the last nine. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a conversation. Do I already think he's the best quarterback in the division? Absolutely. But arrive to me, I want Trevor to be one of the best quarterbacks, period. In the yeah. league. And you got to have a bigger body of work than he's got right now. The guy's five and eight. He's on a hot streak. We're all happy about that. But I, to me, arriving isn't just being better than Ryan Tannehill. It's being in the conversation with the truly greats of the game. Yeah, and look, I totally agree with that, and I'll stand by what I've said the whole time when we've been having this conversation from even after the Denver game and these different things when we've talked about it. I am – my confidence has never been shaken that Trevor Lawrence is going to be what I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be when they picked him. My confidence in that happening has never been shaken – and the last month has only served as more and more evidence that you can arrived or not arrived, right? Like, I am expecting that he's going to be a player that can consistently do what we've seen him consistently do for the last five weeks. Like, I think he's a player that has that in him, and I remain so on board and so confident that that's who he's going to be. Whether that means he's arrived yet or not, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right, I think he's going to arrive, and whether you think that it's arrived, the plane is about to land. Is the way that it feels to me. And if you, you know, want to wait a little bit more to see a little bit more, I don't think that's unreasonable because the expectations are and should be really high for Trevor Lawrence week to week, year to year, season to season. It should be right. I we mean, look. Excuse me, Dave. Just quickly, look, look back to the first three weeks of the season. Right. So they lose the opener. He's not terrible, not great, but then okay. He throws two touchdowns, no picks, 121 quarterback rating. They whip the Colts, throws three touchdowns, no picks, 115 quarterback rating. They whip the Chargers. He's arrived, 
right? What more do you need to see? He's right. Well, that's the thing. Let's again consistency. Right. Four out of the last five weeks, he's given you what you want, and particularly the last two great outings uh, with the Ravens and the Titans. Right. Two of the last three games. Finish the season like that, and then we'll have that conversation. If you want to say somebody's arrived, Jalen Hurts has arrived. Yes. That, Every week. That's what it looks like when you've arrived. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, Trevor is trending to. He has the ability to finish the season out where he is playing on high, still doing great, and then then you can say that because uh, Jalen Hurts has given you a whole season of playing at a super high level. I don't think he's taken one game off. I don't know if he's taken one play off this season. So that's when you can say somebody's arrived. We say Trevor is trending that direction. Yes, he's had some moments where we were like, ah, that wasn't a very good game. But he's had he's he's having more moments now where we're like, okay, you know what? He is playing at a high level and he is getting there. He ain't quite there yet, but he is getting there and he can, he's going to show everybody by the way he finishes his season whether or not we can say he has truly arrived. It's more of a compliment to Trevor Lawrence in my opinion to say that I'm not sure yet because that's what I'm talking about Dave. He has got the ability. Yeah. If you give him the right pieces to yes, work with and like big things. Let's yeah. not forget that AJ Brown has helped transform <laughs> that passing core, right? So Jalen Hurts has great outside weapons to yeah. work with. Now the Jags are better than they were last year, but they still need improvement, right? But Trevor Lawrence, I believe, can be a guy who for two, three, four years out of his career is in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Right? I'm not it doesn't have to be every year, but that's where Jalen Hurts is right now. He's yes. in the MVP conversation. Leading it. Legitimately, right? That's arriving based yeah. on Trevor's talent. Then man, you know what? When when we are the clear favorite in the majority of the games and the Jags are are the team that's a couple of games up in the division heading into the final four games of the season. There's Let's not settle, man. I yeah. mean, it's good. He's taken a big step yes, he since has. the Denver game. Better than Blake Bortles has not arrived. Correct. Right? Yeah. He's like got more, fans. many more steps, and, that, that, and that's only because his ceiling is so ridiculous. Yeah. You don't lower your expectations because he can reach whatever expectations you have for him. He can better than yesterday. Yeah. And, and, that's, and I'm not saying he has to do that every week, but – Trevor Lawrence, like a 300-yard, three-touchdown game, we should be like, yeah, that's Trevor yeah. Lawrence, right? Not like, ah, ah, <laughs> ah, right? And we're happy now because that's the stage of the development that he's at, and it's great. And Kept him alive. Keep going, baby. Yeah. Keep taking those steps up the ladder. Mm-hmm. That's where he's headed right now. Oh, Victory Monday, so much better than the alternative, <laughs> I got to say, but uh, our time is drawing to a close, so – Let's say hello to XL Primetime out at the Yards Golf Club. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Joe C. and the crew out at the Yards out in Ponte Vedra. What's up, Joe? How are you? Uh, we're doing great. Can you hear me over the music? Because they are partying out here. Uh, we hear you very loud and very clear. Yes, we can. Absolutely. So what's going on? Uh, what, what's the big party? Just celebrating a Jaguar well, victory or we got something going on? Oh, yeah, they're definitely doing that. But, uh, you know, we're out here at the Yards, which is inside the uh, gates of TPC Sawgrass, and we're out here with Patrick Young, a former Gator great, and he is now paralyzed from the waist down uh, from a, a terrible auto accident. And he said, 
God presented me with this challenge, and so now he's created a foundation to help others with spinal cord injuries, and he's just doing amazing work. So he's here. We've got a lot of people that are uh, beginning this foundation and, and raising valuable dollars, so we're, we're privileged to be here. We're gonna, And Patrick is such a huge Jaguar fan, so we're going to get him on a little bit later on. But, you know, as you guys have done, there's been, you know, a lot of celebrating. You know, you talk about exercising a demon. Uh, leaving Nashville, uh, this Ville better than that Ville, uh, what, a, what a win that was yesterday. Oh, no doubt, right? But, I mean, now good teams build on that, Joe, right? Let's, yeah, uh, yeah. let's go out there and try to put as much pressure on Tennessee. And, oh, by the way, when you look at the wild card race, it's not impossible, Joe, if you look at the three teams that are currently ahead of the Jaguars. So just being in the conversation Having uh, some viability for the postseason with four to go is a, a fun position to be in. Yeah, and, and December games that matter. We haven't had too many of those in a hell of a long time. And so it's just awesome to be in a position to where you can play that game. And it's not even playing the game. You know, one thing that Doug's done is he's kind of said, hey, we're not part of whatever happened before. Let's start what we've got. And, and he tried to down – I thought I thought it was great. He tried to downplay – uh, the losing streak up there, and then he turned around and, and motivated his players with what they've been saying up there about us. So I, I love what happened. And, look, that game turned on a dime. You guys all know that. It just it was going the wrong direction early, and then it just absolutely turned on a dime. Yeah, it turned on to that dime that Trayvon Walker dropped on the ground out of Ryan yep. Tannehill's hand. Uh, with that sack, that was the you know the thing that swung the momentum at least a little bit at that point. Joe, you got plenty of time to talk about it. Enjoy the show today. All right, thank you, fellas. All right, there he goes uh, along with XL Primetime out at the Yards Golf Club in Ponte Vedra. So, how about that? Look at this guy, Tony. Got his Jaguar hat on. Got his you Jaguar know I got to represent. <laughs> y'all know I used to play for the Jaguars, Monday, too. Got to huh? remind y'all, <laughs> man. Got to remind y'all. You don't need to remind us, man. <laughs> uh, you know, this is the first victory Monday we've had together since week three. Because you missed the Raiders. Yep. Tony missed the Ravens. So, this is the, since the Charger oh, yeah. game. This is the first time we've all been in together. Me and E.T., we don't miss. Wow. <laughs> E.T.'s got that wow. deadly aim. We don't Come miss. on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, E. <laughs> Come on, somebody. All right. Victory Monday, <laughs> E. Enjoy your day. Great work, as always, all of you Jaguar fans out there, man. Don't let anybody tamp down your enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it. You know, you haven't had enough opportunities to feel this good. And if nothing else, right, even if you don't make the postseason this year, you smack the Titans in the mouth in their own home. Let's do it again. Got another chance to do it, too. That was fun. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. But, oh, by the way, let's not lose another game to the damn Texans either. Uh, let's go beat these Jets. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. We got the Cowboys first. So we'll find out. <laughs> but uh, all, all I'm going to do is uh, bask in the glow for the rest of go. the day. All right. Uh, for Tony Smith, for David Garrard, and for ET, I'm Mike Dempsey. Thank you so much uh, for listening to Jaguars today. And glad we could bring you another victory Monday. Thank you to the Jags, Trevor Lawrence, Evan Ingram, and crew for getting the job done in Nashville yesterday. We'll be back checking the tape tomorrow. This has been 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Jacksonville, let's go. Two.